Welcome to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about today's news and issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. Let me go ahead and introduce the crew. Guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, we have Captain Brett Bartlett, crowd favorite. Yeah, and we have Lieutenant Bob Kroll all the way from Minneapolis and uh, Colin Schmidt, retired FBI. I don't even know. I think it's uh, some undisclosed secret location. He's not talking. So uh, thanks, guys, for being on the show. Appreciate it. Uh, also, a shout out to our sponsors. We have Motion DSP, GallsGunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, and we are being fueled by Bang Energy. As a matter of fact, speaking of Bang Energy, what do I have? I have the Star Blast. The Star Blast is a great flavor. So uh, thanks, Bang for the uh, sponsorship and for the fuel. I know Brett's got a, he's looking for it. He's got a bang there somewhere. Okay. Yeah. 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 I don't know. He's looking for the funnel. He likes to drink the bang with the funnel. I don't know what's up with that, but, uh, but thanks. Uh, also a shout out to the, uh, free press for Brian Burtz for carrying their content and Ray Dietrich, red voice media. You know, we're streaming right now, the eight locations. No, Facebook is not one of those, but out of the eight locations, three of those belong to the red voice media at redvoicemedia.com. And their three Facebook pages have about 1 million followers. So, wow. So thanks, uh, Red uh, Voice Media and Ray Dietrich for letting us borrow those uh, followers. Appreciate it. Uh, guys, good lineup today. And uh, we've got a lot of stuff from the Minneapolis area. i kind of been holding for uh, Bob Kroll for when he came back on the show. So, look, without wasting any more time, lawofficer.com, plea deals for Minneapolis assault suspects and bias crime charge quietly drop. So, yes. Minneapolis, two suspects in a brutal assault and robbery at a Metro Transit LRT station that politicians and the media widely implied was a biased crime against a transgender woman were recently offered plea deals that will dismiss the most serious charges and result in zero prison time. Now, you may be scratching your head wondering, well, how in the world that's just not right? How did that happen? Well, story gets very interesting. Just days after the massive political and media publicity over the fact that the victim was a transgender woman. The Hennepin County attorney, who is uh, Mary uh, Moratti, and, and Bob, I'm probably butchering the name. You'll, you'll, you'll correct me later, I'm sure, but quietly amended the criminal complaint, dropped the bias crime enhancement that was originally against one of the suspects, yet that fact was unreported by the media. So Kevin Dwayne York, 23 years old of St. Paul, uh, and Keaton James Morris, 19 years old of Minneapolis, they were each initially charged with felony counts of first-degree aggravated robbery and third-degree assault after the daytime February 27th attack at the Lake Street LRT station that left the victim with serious injuries. Now, the assault charge against Morris initially included an enhancement for, quote, felony assault motivated by bias. The original criminal complaints against the pair said a 911 caller advised dispatch that an adult female was laying on the ground with visible brain matter on the ground. So, yeah, that would be serious, right? The criminal complaints further described the victim as a transgender woman, said that when the officers got there, uh, they initially were concerned that it was a due to an anti-transgender bias uh, crime. From the onset of the assault report becoming public, the politicians, the media framed this as the assault and robbery being motivated by bias, despite the lack of any evidence outlining in court doc documents that corroborated the narrative. Now, politicians included that, that did this, um, Governor Tim Waltz, Lieutenant Governor Peggy uh, Flanagan. State representatives, including transgender legislator uh, Leah, Leah Fink and a, a, a bunch of Minneapolis City Council members as well and activist groups, they all weighed in on the assault with the implication that the victim was attacked due to being transgender. So that was the narrative. Five days after the initial charges were filed against the pair, the criminal complaint against Morris was amended to remove the reference uh, to it being a biased crime in the statute. And York and Morris were released from custody after pleading guilty on the cases. So the plea agreements detailed that in the exchange for guilty pleas on the third degree assault, they basically 
cut it, you know, cut a deal. And it, and it wasn't, it was, it was for something much less serious. So I don't want to get too involved in this, but that's pretty much the gist of it. Commentary, Brett, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'm against anything hate crimes. I don't think there should be hate crimes. There's crimes and there's not a crime. Um, you're biased against somebody when you steal their purse. You're biased against somebody when you shoot them. You're biased. These hate crimes is just communist crap. Now, it used to be, Chip, we didn't know this whole transgender man-woman thing. Take you back to the Olympics all those decades ago, the Russian female shot put team. Uh, they had to do a genes test to see if they were you know, men or women. Now it should be, hey, drop your jeans. That's how you're going to know what you're packing under there. What do those cops do? Pull the pants down and go, buddy, I, I think what we got here is a chick. Now, it says transgender woman. Which way is she going? Going wow. man, going. Right. I, don't, I don't know where they're at. It's See, nobody even wants to touch that. Look at the faces of the other panel. It's like, man, I'm not going to go there. Oh, right? I'll, touch, I'll touch that. I know what you want to touch, Brett. It ain't going to be pretty. But go, go ahead, Lieutenant Kroll. You know, Chip, I had so much to say. But, but, but once again, how do you follow up Captain Brett? You just, it's, it's tough. Um, but for those of you not familiar with Minneapolis, this is a snapshot of what occurs on so many different layers in Minneapolis. Welcome to the land of fruits and nuts. Uh, this is, and I, at first I do agree with Brett. A, a crime is a crime is a crime, right? We Let's throw the bias out the window. How you, you know. Uh, that's a, that's a separate issue, but you notice how the, the one. Let's address the media in Minneapolis area. How they jumped on this when they thought there was some biased stuff there, but then when the suspects turned out to be not those, you know, mega white supremacists that they're always in a in a buzz about around here that don't really exist. Uh, and if they do, they're at such a minute level they're not even noticeable. But uh, once it didn't net the suspects that they liked, then all of a sudden it goes away. But most importantly, the media does not come back. They hey, they whip up this this hate crime and all this this egregious crime, and let's not. It was a violent assault, and these these people should be prosecuted for the violent assault that happened. But once it doesn't meet the narrative, and the suspects are not who they suspect them to be and want them to be, it's quietly gone, and the media doesn't come back and revisit it. Now let's talk about Mary Moriarty. She, again, most of your viewers are not familiar with Minneapolis politics. She was the, the uh, uh, chief public defender for many years in Hennepin County, which is the Minneapolis area. They just elected her as the new county attorney. Um, she is the most anti-cop. Granted, we've had, a, we've had a series of them, but she's the most anti-cop county attorney you could imagine uh, by far in this area. She's a big fan of mine, by the way. Um, but this is, it, it, and it's, it's, pro, it's identity prosecution also. This didn't meet the narrative they want, so the charges quietly go away. I can assure you, if the suspects looked like any of us panelists, they would have been prosecuted to the highest level of the law. So that's one thing. We, we, we adjust the crimes for who the suspects are, um, and she, she's known for letting people off. This is standard operating procedure for her on lowering the level of crimes for violent crimes. Uh, she thinks the criminals are your friends, the cops are the bad guys, and she's just, every use of force report is reviewed to see if she can charge police, by the way. That's what's occurring in Minneapolis. Mm. And then if you want some good, lastly, if you want some good comic relief, uh, Google Leah Finke, the latest representative of, of our Minnesota state legislature, who is a transgender, and I could care less who you sleep with, what you look like, what you think your sex is, but... Just if you want comic relief, view some of her clips on the things she says at our state legislature. 
it is a show to be seen. But there's so much. I don't want to take the whole show with this, but uh, <laughs> if you're bored, Google Minneapolis politics and Leah Finke, and then of course you know the Governor Walls and Tim, well, I, Tim Walls I, I, and Peggy Flanagan. And I think what we're seeing now is woke cannibalism. Now they're starting to chew on each other. And uh, the transgender lobby is going to have to stay. Wait a second. I mean, and, and it, you hit the nail on the head, uh, Bob. It's content in your character. It doesn't matter what you look like or, or where you're at. This was a violent, violent uh, crime. And now uh, I wonder if the transgender lobby is saying, wait a second, are you going to protect us against this other group of people that are wanting to hurt us? And so this woke cannibalism, we're going to see more and more and more of it where these uh, left wing uh, Soros pushed uh, DAs are going to have to start making some tough choices and they're going to have to pick which team they want to want to support. Wow. Wow. Woke cannibalism. I love that, Brett. I, I think we should coin that, you know, right after we raffle off the flag over Bob Kroll's left shoulder, we should hold an online raffle. I'm thinking, see what we can get for that. But, but anything else, Brett on that? Yep. You know, uh, I, I agree with you, Brett, you brought up a very good point. Um, you know, in reference, there are so many politicians that just want to have their name attached to something. So yeah, you're right. Over the course of my career and, 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 and even since while we've been doing the show, how many politicians have we seen sign on the dotted line in creating a hate crime statute uh, for a, a specific group of people? What, no matter what, and you know, even being a, a Leo for 30 years, I've never wanted the attachment, never felt we needed it. I just thought that it just, it always seemed obvious to me that it was just someone wanting to see their name in print saying that they did something that had absolutely no effect, you know, at all. They were just looking at, so I, I totally agree with you, Brett. Well, I looked up Leah Fink, um, and uh, Bob, her her next uh, campaign sign should say Lee Fink, heinous. Just, what? Just heinous. Just. Oh, all right. I I thought I put a different letter in the front of that word you said, and I thought you said something else. So I was getting I was getting ready uh, for for Jimmy on the censor button, but we're good. No, I heard it too, so don't feel too bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So so. Moving, I'll just keep our audience wondering about that, what my interpretation of that word was. But thank you, Captain Brett. Uh, look, moving along here, guys, I think we've got a couple of stories that have a, uh, a video component. And of course, it's hard to cover a news story today without there being a video component. So look for a radio and podcast listeners. We'll describe in great detail what's going on so you don't feel like you're missing out on anything. And look, today's show, you know, we're live on the Boss Hog Radio Network. And tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, it'll be posted on our social media outlets, and it'll be a produced version. So we'll embed all the videos that we talk about. We'll put pictures of the good guys and the bad guys. And, you know, we're not on YouTube anymore, and we're at rumble.com. Uh, but the live is the way to go. They get this timely, and then the produced version, if you really want to see videos or anything like that, uh, tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, that'll be available. So, look, we're at rumble.com. This is Butter. I think it's the best law enforcement video channel out there. Body camera footage shows a Canton police officer unloading and fatally shooting a suspect after being shot at.
Now it's a it's a wild uh, wild video and like I said we're going to describe in great detail what's going on. So the Canton police officers they released this body cam footage from a fatal officer involved shooting. It happened last week. So police fatally shot a 41 year old man on June the 7th after responding to report of a disturbance at a home on the city's southwest side. Now according to the Canton police chief John Gabbard, officers were called to the home just after 10 o'clock p.m. at night. And look, hold, stay with me. We got some. Uh, Great coverage of this story coming up. Commercial break. We'll be right back. All right. Motion DSP. They've been supporting the law enforcement profession for over 15 years with a robust suite of video and audio redaction and enhancement software. The Motion DSP software is easy to use, requires no specialized training or expertise, and you can save valuable time with spotlights, one-click automating tracking feature, and forensic suite of enhancement filters, achieving results quickly in just three steps, import, process, and export. A spotlight is built specifically for redaction. It's designed to work with video from any camera source and using motion DSP's algorithms and object tracking technology that automates the process of blurring faces and other identifiable information and it saves users countless hours compared to manual frame-by-frame -frame redaction. And forensic enhancement software that allows users to quickly process and analyze any video file format using patented super resolution algorithms and enhancement filters to reveal an unseen level of detail. And you can actually get forensically valid evidence from low quality video in just minutes instead of hours. So you can learn more about all these products by going to motiondsp.com. All right, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We're live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. And we left off talking about uh, body camera footage has been released. It shows Canton police unloading and fatally shooting the suspect after being shot at. So we've got, uh, according to the Canton police chief, John Gabbard, we got officers getting called to a home just after 10 o'clock p.m. at night. So when they get there, shots were fired at the officers and the officers returned fire. Now, the second officer, I've got a little note here, the second officer in the video, he ends up chasing the bad guy across the highway. So, you know, they some of these videos, they start off with the worst video first, and, and that's what happened here. The second officer, the second video they show is actually, in my opinion, the best one. It has the best angles. So officer chasing our bad guy nighttime across the highway. He's on the radio telling him, telling dispatch where he's at. Then they're going through a field. Then all of a sudden, the bad guy turns on him with a gun. The guy goes, oh, and he uses the F word, and, and he falls back on his back. Now he's in the field. So he's got a body cam on, but the body cam, because he's laying in the field on his back, you're looking up at the night sky, right? And all of a sudden, you hear the gunfire, and you see all this brass being ejected from a semi-automatic pistol, and he's shooting at the bad guy. Brass is just littering the sky, right? Just mixing in with the stars. It's a beautiful shot. So Jeffrey Neff of Canton, he's struck by the bullets, and he dies from his injuries. Chief Gabbard also said that one officer was grazed by a bullet, but <laughs> he was not injured. So he's grazed but not injured. I, I'm sure that's another story there. How can you get grazed and not be injured? But anyhow, that's what we have, guys. Commentary on this uh, shooting. Captain Brett. I just wonder why he fell. Um, was he going to, do you think he was getting to cover? There, there's, there's science out there that says sometimes in these incidents, your body's simply overwhelmed and you're just, your legs just go out from under you. So I just wonder what, what might've happened with that. But I'll tell you, I'm going to cut and paste that video of those fire cases going through there. That's got to be useful <laughs> for training somewhere, uh, but good for both of them for getting over the fence and, and doing the right thing. But that, that, uh, that video was incredible. Yeah, you know, Cap, you were so right. How many videos have we covered where cops just suddenly collapse? They fall. I mean, it could be forward. It could be backwards. I mean, it's one thing to be running backwards from a bad guy and the trip over something that you don't see. But but you're right. They just go down. And it looks like you you think they got shot. And, and, there's, and you're right. They, they've examined that phenomenon, and, and you explain it. So thanks. But yeah, but yeah, the brass shooting up in the night sky. Colin, what a beautiful sight to behold. That was just a, that was so cool. 
Well, I'll just say, and uh, being a, a retired FBI agent where I spent a lot of desk time, well, actually, most of my career is behind a desk, just shows another example of why fitness is so important for law enforcement, especially for patrol. And uh, God bless that guy. He stayed in the fight the entire time. And even if that was the case where his, his uh, you know, body kind of gave out, he stayed in the fight and he won it. And uh, that that was uh, shows a warrior mindset right there. And that's what uh, should be taught and should. And those are the type of cops we need on the street. Yeah, I mean, you could always argue, Bob, that tactically, you know, when you're in a horizontal position instead of vertical, you make less of a target. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. True. I, I just want to let Colin know warrior is a prohibited term in Minneapolis. We can't use the warrior <laughs> mindset in policing. Mayor Fry has outlawed that. So uh, we, we got to get away from that. We want de-escalation. But and, and honestly, this was a great job by both these guys. And, and, and you touch on physical fitness key. There's a lot of stress involved. You're in a foot chase. You're jumping a fence. You know, for this guy, the distance involved, he's taken fire for the distance involved, um, for him to control his breathing and hit the target and put that many down. Your critics are going to say, oh, he he fired too many shots. Why did he empty his gun? Blah, blah, blah. There was a lot of stress involved. Your heart rate's up there. You're running, you're jumping, your fence jumping. And he did a wonderful job dumping his target at the end of it. Thanks. All right. Great commentary, guys. Thanks. And uh, well, let me add this. we always talk about how many shots, right? How many shots? <clears throat> Here's a phrase. I, I, I think I made it up. I'll, I'll claim it. Shoot till you hit, shoot till it works. If you're shooting and it's not working, continue to shoot. Shoot till you hit, shoot till it works. So how do we know we're, it's working? Well, the bad guy's out of the fight. That's 15 rounds down the street just to make sure he's out of the fight. I have no problem with this. As long as you're hitting, that's not just, you know, going somewhere. Shoot till you hit, shoot till it works. All right. Makes uh, perfect sense to me. Thanks, Captain. Well, guys, moving along here then. And uh, look, if anybody, before we cover the next one, if anybody wants the latest and greatest on YouTube, you know, we uh, were getting strikes from YouTube. It was obvious to me that they were treating us like they've done other channels like Dan Bongino, where they wanted to uh, delete our channel if we would have got three strikes within 90 days. We did get two strikes. And the last strike, we were suspended for two weeks. The third one is the critical strike that you, if you get that, they delete your channel. So I was forced to remove all of our videos off of our YouTube channel. That way we have the channel, we have the name, and we have over 10,000 subscribers still that we can communicate with and send to other avenues. Now here at Boss Hog, they did uh, some research uh, for me and they show that, yeah, YouTube's got a huge presence for like podcasts and stuff, but we can expect to take over 35, over 30, I'm sorry, over three quarters or 75% of our audience with us to another platform like rumble.com, for instance, where we're currently at now, instead of going to YouTube. So, uh, so yeah, we're on a ton of social media outlets. Uh, rumble.com is probably the closest thing to a YouTube, uh, that we are on now and no plans to go back to YouTube for video production because we'll just simply get, uh, more, uh, more complaints and more tags and flags and we'll lose our channel. Right. You know, it was funny, Chip. You know, they complained about us because we, you had that video from a couple of years ago, right? I looked yeah. at a video. One of the ones you posted today, it wasn't our video. It was one of the stories. There were two graphic view warnings. and You had to click your way through them, but then it came up. Right. So I don't understand why they couldn't have done that for us, except like you say, they don't want us. Yeah, but we even they even ask if our videos are made for children. And I said, no, they're not. I don't, I don't even want kids watching our stuff, but we got written up for child safety. Because a, uh, a gun you couldn't see went off in a frame during a story, and you couldn't even see the gun. You heard a gunshot. That was it. 
And then, of course, that was before they wrote us over medical misinformation because what we said wasn't jiving with the CDC and the World Health Organization. So it's just, you know, it's a no-win battle. If they want you bad enough, they're going to make up some excuse and uh, and come up with it. So, yeah. yeah. So, Bob, I feel the way you clearly right. feel about this. Are, uh, are drag queens shows for children still uh, encouraged on YouTube or no? Yeah, you know, it's a good point. <laughs> apparently. Hey, who yeah. knows? I it's not quite as egregious as what we're doing, apparently. So, look, I have about uh, 30 seconds to whet your appetite for the next story. There is a video component. So, again, we'll describe in great detail what's going on for radio and podcast listeners. So, at rumble.com, again, my favorite channel, this is better. Bite him. Police body cam footage shows alleged assault by Sheffield police officers. And look, an attorney for a Sheffield man claims that Sheffield Police Department officers assaulted his client at his home. There is a canine bite associated with this, guys. It's going to be sensational. Stick with us. Commercial break. We will be right back. All right, guys, it's time to talk about Galls at Galls.com slash Leo. Hopefully, Captain Brett Bartley can help me out with this one. And look, you guys by now should know who Galls is. I mean, they're the country's leading uniform, clothing, equipment, and gear provider for law enforcement. They have a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty belts and tactical gear. And as Captain Brett Bartlett always says, for law enforcement, they pretty much have everything but guns and ammunition. Captain Bartlett, can you share with us what's going on at Galls this week? 25% off Under Armour, 20% off Vertex, 20% off Flying Cross, 20% off Oakley, 20% off Rocky. Oakley, wow. Very yep. cool. Now, I don't know how they can afford to do that, Captain, but uh, I, I know your your keyboard's going to be burning doing some ordering during the rest of the show. I can already I can already predict that. Yeah, I know. But look, guys, galls.com slash Leo. And look, their uniform program from agencies is second to none. If you have a uniform program, guys, bail. Go to galls.com slash Leo. And don't wait. Do it today and uh, check it out, guys. Let's talk about Medicare insurance options. There's over 80 options in just Hillsborough County alone. Now, the benefits can change annually. So how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs? The answer is simple. Contact MyMedicare.Live or call area code 813-245-6656, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Talk to James or Bobby. Meet with them in person. They'll save you money on your medication co-pays. Find plans that your doctors accept and get more of the benefits that you qualify for. So again, MyMedicare.Live. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We're live from the Boss Talk Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. And look, we are still on a story. Bite them. Yeah, it's a canine bite video, all right? Police body cam footage shows an alleged assault by Sheffield police officers. So newly obtained video footage shows officers grabbing Marvin Long 
and a canine bite in him on June the 17th of 2021. So what, we're almost at the two-year mark on this thing. Um, or I guess we are. We're there. Yeah. So the footage started with Long and a Sheffield officer exchanging words while he's standing in the road in front of his home looking at an unrelated arrest. So a separate body cam footage uh, shows the officers following Long to his porch. After another exchange of words, officers move in to arrest Long, who I'm going to refer to as the bad guy. Now, after another exchange of words, and they move in, and they're approaching him Long, he grabs onto the rails of his front porch as officers are trying to pry his fingers off, right? He's locking up. While on the ground, Long tells the officers that he owns the house, and that's when viewers can hear and see the officers telling their canine unit to bite him. So, the, and here's a, here's a quote saying, hey, this is a crime against humanity. This is what Long's attorney, Harry Daniels, is saying. This is something that should never happen to anyone. And and my feeling is, yep, you're right. They should have beat the pulp out of him with a steel baton then, because, you know, that's what we, you know, with all the other tools we have, we're not beating him with a lead pipe, right? We're beat, you know, he's getting bit by a canine because he's, he's uh, not complying with commands. Attorney Daniels said that the police charged his client with obstruction and resisting arrest. He said that that was unfounded because Long owned the property and did not need to speak to the officers. I don't remember a trespass charge being in there, though. But two of the arresting officers were Lieutenant Max Dodson and Sergeant Nick Risner. Four months later, the two officers were involved in a deadly shooting with a guy named Brian Martin. Sergeant Risner died in the line of duty, unfortunately, but Lieutenant Dodson was saved by his bulletproof vest. Attorney Daniel says that they should have been off the force after the incident with Long, I guess implying that that shooting with them at least would not have happened. Long was charged with resisting arrest and obstruction of justice, but the obstruction charge was was dropped and is expected to be in court on June the 6th for the trial. So that's what we have, guys. Commentary. Interesting video, though. You know, I love those canine bite videos. Colin Schmidt. Yeah, um, just uh, just uh, for your listeners and your people watching, uh, California is talking about getting rid of the canines and make it, uh, you know, you know that uh, that got shot down. We we found out that they have pulled that on. At least for this legislative session, they're not going to pursue that, but it came close. You're right. Yes, yeah, so I, I think it'll pop up again because it's something to gather headlines. But the bottom line in this one is those cops did a great job. They gave him command after command after command after command, and he just didn't comply. So it just comes down to just comply. Okay, you want to arrest me? Arrest me, and then then the whole thing would have been just chill, and and they and everybody could have moved on. But this guy wanted to do like what a lot of people are doing now is they're trying to test these police. Well, that's a test you're always going to fail. Uh, and, you know, let's just face it. it. It provides some sensational video that we wouldn't have any other way, Colin. I mean, or is that right, Bob? That's that's well said. Exactly. This guy was a no guy from the start. He interjected himself somewhere where he didn't belong. The cops took charge of the scene, and I, and I commend them for taking action and putting this guy down right away. He was a real tough guy until they had to go hands-on, and then that was it. I'm not sure about the, the canine command. I've never, I've never been a canine handler, but I've never heard bite him for a, a command, so... Uh, I, I don't know about that one, but but to your point too, Colin, our Minneapolis is completely minimized. They, it's a hold and bark thing now. They're only using them to track and and uh, area search and things. It's there. It's we used to have an award winning canine unit for many many years, and now it's just been decimated. It's a shame because they're a great tool. Well, here's what I promise you, Chip. If I'm getting eaten by a canine. I will not stop resisting. I think it's unreasonable for somebody to freeze in place. Oh, Brett. Listen. You're, you're, you're killing the story. 
the dogs, listen, that dog's biting your junk or biting on your leg. What's your natural reaction? Make it stop. So I think they should separate the put your hands behind your back, stop resisting, make that separate from, from the dog. Let the, let the dog do its work, sure. But don't tell a guy stop resisting while the dog is chewing on. That doesn't make any sense to me. You can't do that. What would you do if that dog was on your leg eating you? Would you stop struggling? If not. a guy was giving me commands, like put oh, my hands on my back to get handcuffed, dude, I'd be yeah. all over that to make it yeah. stop. Yeah, and that dog's eating on you. See, that's uh, the, we were from birth. Our, our old primitive brain says this. If you're getting eaten by a dog, fight back. Oh, my well, gosh. It, well, my I, experience I can't with disagree with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, my experience with the, the canines was when I was working bank robbery in Milwaukee and uh, that was, we used them or the Milwaukee police department used them for the, we called them the rabbits. If they ran and they got the dog opened the door and the dog got them every time. And then of course the cops came in and took care of business. But uh, yeah, in, in terms of uh, exactly what Brett said, you might want to separate the, the two and, and pick a, a pick a, 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 a use of force that you're going to use on this guy. I to I I can't disagree with Brett. You're not gonna you're you're not gonna put your hands behind your back and relax when you're getting bit or when you're getting tased or so let the dog do its work, pull them off, and then say, "Are you ready to put your hands behind your back?" But hey, this guy had an opportunity to do that from the start. Guess what? You put your hand like like you said earlier, Colin. You comply, and there's for, no force used in a perfect world. Everybody complies, but the more you resist, the more you take a chance of getting bit, getting tased, getting hit with a baton. You name it. So. There you go. Well, I, I propose that there's only one way to settle this little debate thing going on, and that is, and that is yes, we film deadly forcenary training videos every once in a while. So, Brett, I know a few canine handlers, and I know that Brett. It doesn't even have to be you; it can be it can be your son. We can use your son in the video in lieu of you, you know, and give commands, and we can all rotate giving commands because he's going to get bit multiple times by the dog at different occasions and stuff, and just see if we can get him to follow commands in in, in lieu of being. Bet we'll 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 see. Well, let's that's, let's, that's, that's, let's compromise. Ship, how about this? I'll tell the officer. Listen, pal, <laughs> you can cuff me, but my hands are going to be down by my junk. So if you want to go down there, cuff them. <laughs> I think we can work that out. All right, that might that may that may be a good meet in the middle. I think. I think. Yes. Yeah. So so, Colin, uh, can you quickly tell us? I I know that uh, I've got a little ticker down here that we created for you. So, Colin, if people want to get more information about you and what you do, can you uh, uh, can you educate us? Uh, Cronus Investigations is a, is my company, C-H-R-O-N-O-S-I-N-V uh, dot com. And I specialize in fraud investigations and, and forensic accounting as well as private investigations. Uh, feel free to go to the website and you can see exactly what I do. It sounds like he's got to be kind of smart, Brett, to do that kind of stuff. That's just what I'm thinking, you know? Yeah. Hey, remember the SRO story from about 20 minutes? Yeah, just, just <laughs> wow. You had to go there. And hey, if you guys, you know, you know, Bob Kroll. You know, his wife has written a book about the whole George Floyd, Derek Chauvin thing. Bob, can you tell our listeners? I just don't want that to get out of people's memory uh, about Liz Collin, you know, writing that book. Now, uh, Bob's a star witness in the book and shows uh, Derek Chauvin and some other guys. Can you just tell us briefly about that, how well the book's doing? And if you, wow, he just happened to have a copy in his hand. Look at that. Uh, the book is They're, They're Lying, uh, The Media, The Left, and the Death of George Floyd. But more importantly and timely, Chip, they're filming the documentary this week. They're filming today. Uh, there's a documentary coming out based on the book, and this is going to be profound. We've got 
uh, interviews. We, I include myself in this. I lined a lot of these guys up, but we got, we've got some doctors that refute the, the ME's evidence. Uh, we've got Derek Chauvin himself, uh, uh, Alex King himself from prison recordings. We've got officers that were in charge of and on the scene when the third precinct fell uh, in the riots. Thereafter, we have Derek Chauvin's mother, uh, Alex King's mother, all in the movie. And uh, she's fundraising for the movie because they're going to put it out for free. So go to theirlyingthemovie.com. And then th there'll be links to the book on that. But theirlyingthemovie.com and get a snapshot. They're going to get some previews up. But this is going to be a wonderful documentary. It's going to be released in the fall again for free. They're working off donations to just pay for the, uh, the basics to get, you know, the, the production. Uh, things are going great. They've got some outstanding interviews, and they're and they're wrapping up filming tomorrow. Well, if you if you can remember to send me an email with that uh, URL, that address on it, I'll have producer Will put it underneath all of our videos. I've already got your book information there, but I, I want to add that one as well to help you guys out. So uh, we'll do so. Excellent. And and the book is the book is doing tremendous. Uh, it, it's it, it's uh, Libraries here are only carrying it under the cons conspiracy theory in Hennepin County, if you can believe that. But no, it's been it's been <laughs> wonderful. It's uh, it, in the crime. It's been a, an Amazon bestseller. It's available on Amazon. And uh, yeah, Google either one of those. They're, they're lying to movie dot com or or um, the lie exposed dot com is the book. Thanks. Hey, and guys, I read the book. I'm not just, you know, talking without knowing. And I'm telling you, extremely easy read. But I will warn you, you will get angry. I read that book and I, and I like the Kindle versions on my phone. So I have it with me always. And I'll tell you, I, I, it was hard to put down. It was very, very easy read, fascinating information, but you are not going to believe this. When you find out all the misinformation, the lies that you have been told, I mean, the title is very accurate for this book. They're lying. And let me tell you, you find out that people you thought were bad guys were actually good guys and what the huge injustices that have been done. Wow. It's just, just make an informed decision and, and have an informed opinion on that incident get the book so that you know and uh and, and don't and don't wait to do it go to the website today guys uh, it's time for another commercial break but look we will be right back all right guys no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture gunlearn.com they've taken the confusion out of learning and they've made it easy gunlearn.com is the first and it's the only company that offer a step-by-step -step program that takes you from your present knowledge level to become a safe accurate and competent Certified firearm specialists like Captain Brett Bartlett here. They provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy. And their training is approved by major friends of organizations, by law enforcement agencies, and firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that LEOs, that's law enforcement officers, need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. Now, you can start today with online training, or you can register to attend a live seminar. And you can actually get free training for yourself and the personnel of your agency by hosting a seminar at absolutely no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at gunlearn.com. You'll be very glad that you did. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show. We're live from the Boss Hog Radios in Plant City, Florida. Hey, any more commentary, guys, on the last story? And if not, I can, uh, I can move on to the next one. So if not, let's see what we got um, on hold here. So I've got lawofficer.com. We have the DFL endorses a candidate who called school resource officers white supremacist solution. So this is St. Paul, uh, you know, in, uh, in Bob Kroll's neck of the woods. So the St. Paul Democratic Farm Labor Party, the DFL,
They endorsed an incumbent school board member over the weekend who called school resource officers a white supremacist solution. So, you know, we were talking about SROs uh, before the before the show started. We had some really interesting dialogue, and but this is a new twist. And uh, so we've got school board director Chantel Allen. Uh, she earned the backing of party activists at Sunday's convention in her bid for a second term. So an SRO with a new name is a is I guess is still a killer cop. Allen wrote on the Facebook earlier this year after the 15 year old student Devin Scott was stabbed to death at Harding High School uh, by a classmate. So Scott's death resulted in the district temporarily returning school resource officers to some high schools. There was a bunch of complaints from parents and teachers about school safety. Allen disagreed with the decision, describing it as a status quo a white supremacist solution. Her comments drew the criticism of the St. Paul Police Federation, and uh, I'm sure Bob's got some insight in that federation as well, and they called her remarks hateful and abhorrent dribble. If you're wondering why St. Paul Public Schools are, falling, are failing miserably, miserably on so many fronts, you need look no further, and that's what the uh, federation said. So, look, there's some other stuff in here, but that's the nuts and bolts of it. Um, Alan also made headlines in 2021 when she kicked out of kicked out of a restaurant for unruly conduct and some other stuff. So just, you know, just a real winner. Bob Kroll. Uh, some inside baseball one. I'm an alumni of Harding High School. Uh, graduated yeah. from there. Uh, we didn't have that kind of violence. There were a lot of fist fights, but never uh, stabbings or those kinds of things happening there. Um, to Mark Ross is the president of St. Paul Police Federation, a very good friend of mine. And he also is a St. Paul Public Schools graduate like I and he later went on to be an SRO at the very high school that he graduated from. So nobody's got a better idea of what SROs really do. And it's something that I've argued with naive legislators like and school board members like this one over the years. Uh, they called it in the, in the past the pathway to prison. We all know it's not. I, I, I counter that with the pathway to the police department. Uh, these agencies, Minneapolis and St. Paul, have got some of their very best officers because they were cultivated in school by good SROs that cared. And um, they, they fast-tracked them right through the process, and they're on the PD. It's everything but. And, and I'll argue this until I'm blue in the face. I brought it up on the show before. Uh, if you want a, a ticket to, the, to jail, send those two district cops that are rolling around a squad car with better things to do to the high school fight. They're going to roll up, and then they're going to book the kids fighting in school, and, and off they go to jail or juvie, and that's it. Where you got SROs in the school, they're vested, they're they're invested there. They want to be there. They know these kids. They diffuse the stuff before it happens, and they mediate things. That's the job of the SROs, and and they're there because they want to be there. So, th this is Minnesota politics at play. Whether it's on the school board uh, or the legislature, it, it's one of the same. And and they're wrong on so many levels with this. Thanks, Bob. Real insightful, um, Colin. Well, I, I just have a question for Bob because it's just such chaos there. And now there's a consent decree, I guess, from the Department of Justice on uh, on uh, the department there. But you have basically 100% Democrats have been running that city for the last 40 or 50 years. I mean, and, and not just Democrats, but liberal left wing. I mean, you go all communists have been running it. And it's like doubling down on stupidity over and over again. I mean, I don't even think the math would be able to describe how many times they've doubled down. So is there ever going to be a time when the people there wake up? You're, you're spot on. You're obviously in tune with what's going on in Minneapolis, Colin. But, uh, and it's the, the sad part is it's spilled over to St. Paul also now, and even first-ring suburbs. Um, and it's been a half a century plus of strict Democrat control 
And in the last elections, they have doubled on worse. Like, you know, I just talked about Mary, or Mary Moriarty earlier, um, but they've gone further left. They've, ele- they've unelected moderate Democrats and replaced them with progressive, you know, socialist Democrats. That's what's going on. I just don't see the light at the tunnel. At the end of the tunnel, they keep going in the wrong direction. And it's not just Minneapolis, it's St. Paul, it's the counties of Hennepin and Ramsey, and it's, it's terrible. I don't know how you turn it around, but they've had complete, absolute power for a half a century. And just, think, oh, go ahead. Uh, and just a follow-up question, is it because all the sane people are moving out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a thousand, I heard a thousand people a day moving to Florida, you guys, and I think half of them come from Minnesota right now. But yeah, their 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 tax base is diminishing, and, and you're right. People are fleeing to the they're fleeing to the burbs. And my only thing is, flee all you want, but leave your voting leave your voting um, uh, practices behind with you when you move into the good counties that are safe. Yeah. Well, you, so it's, Brett, it's, I, I know that you wanted to take up for the SROs when, and speak yeah. for your peeps. So yeah, yeah, I would do that, but I'm gonna have to put that as <laughs> item number three. Item number one, it's ingenious that the communists are pre- penetrating local government because nobody pays attention to local government. They don't pay attention to the school boards until it's way too late. Now, I have also labeled this person as heinous, and Chip, just for you, here's some synonyms for heinous. Odious, wicked, evil, atrocious, monstrous, detestable, contemptible, reprehensible, despicable, horrifying, terrible, awful, abhorrent, loathsome. I cede the floor. Wow, I don't think any of those, Producer Jimmy, if I'm not mistaken, none of those meet the, are on the FCC uh, do not say list, right? No, no, he's, he's pretty much good to go there. No, not a problem. I didn't have to beep anything that, that time, but, but watch yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are talking about Captain Brett Bartlett, so yes, we can never be too careful. All right, uh, yeah. He, Brett's holding up something in front of the camera. I, I, I can't even describe what that is. He's probably he, telling me I'm number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're number one. All right, uh, guys, uh, we got three minutes. So look, I'll tell you what. There's a uh, a video component, maybe a little bit long, but there is a uh, an interesting story that I think we're going to have time to cover here. That's interesting. So lawofficer.com, largest police department in Kansas. Aaron, yeah, remember Dorothy, Kansas, temporarily drops the aptitude test for police officers during the recruiting slump. They found the solution, how they get hirees. So Wichita, Kansas, so largest police agency in Kansas, it's the, I guess, yeah, the Wichita Police Department. They've temporarily lowered the standards at a time when it's struggling to recruit officers An issue that is not sitting well with its line personnel. Gee, I, I, I wonder why. So despite the Wichita City Council Approving funds to recruit more officers, the department has been unable to lure a sufficient number of qualified candidates. The police union says that lowering entry standards is not the answer, according to the Wichita Eagle, but at issues and aptitude tests that was given to entry-level applicants, it was recently eliminated by the department after consultation with the new human resources director, Jason Hood. Now, I'm not going to read through the rest of this. You guys have get the gist of it. Commentary on this. Yeah, if you can't hire guys, just lower the aptitude test. And how much damage could that do? You know, they may add it back, but who knows? Uh, Lieutenant Kroll. Hey, all I can say is coming to a city near you. Um, this is a trend that's going to continue and it's going to make it's going to be detrimental for the public. It's going to be detrimental for PDs. In that story, the inter- officers interviewed said, hey, we'd rather work short than work with people that are going to be a liability for us. And I, and I couldn't agree more. But this, they've demonized law enforcement, and this is this is the return they're getting. Wow, Colin. Yeah, I just saw something on Seattle where they're going to offer uh, seventy five hundred for new hires and thirty thousand for laterals. 
Um, I mean, at least they're doing that, but they are probably lowering the standards as well. But if you lower the standards, you're going to pay one way or the other. They're just pushing, the, they're just kicking the can down the road. And those lawsuits are going to be catastrophic to that city. You know, yeah, they should have we... put on that column, they should have put this at the very bottom. Uh, don't get us wrong, we're still going to screw you. <laughs> you know, on yesterday's show, we covered uh, a survey from Police One where they actually asked cops, how much did that hiring incentive actually mean to you? How much did that come into play when you were taking a job at an agency and also the retention bonuses as well? How well did that work? How much did that apply? And you know what? They're really, uh, the guys by far, huge numbers, the vast majority said, did not even weigh into the equation uh, in, in their decision to go to the agencies or to stay for retention. So I was surprised to read that. So um, I know there's still, well, anyhow, there, there's other, there's, of course, far more serious issues going on to departments that have to do that to get the people. But, uh, but you're right. It's coming to a city near you and, uh, and coming soon. So, uh, five seconds, any, any other, uh, commentary before, uh, if there's not, all right, guys, we look great show. Thanks for making yourselves available. Really appreciate it. Gentlemen. Um, and look at this time of the show, I usually talk about the wounded blue. That's Lieutenant Randy Sutton's charity. He's a retired Las Vegas Metro police Lieutenant and the wounded blue, the wounded blue.org. They help cops out there in a world of hurt. Uh, suffering from things like PTSD or other medical issues that the department's not covering, or maybe they don't get offered a retirement uh, disability uh, pension. So, and look, don't forget, you know, we've got, you know, Colin Schmidt on here. Um, you know, he's got, he does the, the PI thing, but former, you know, law enforcement as well. And also Bob Kroll, their line written by Liz Colin, And of course the movie documentary coming out, guys, you got to check that out and get it, make informed decisions based off of informed opinions. And I'm telling you, this will change. It'll rock your world. And what you think about what went down with George Floyd and Derek Chauvin, uh, guys, I want to close the show out by representing our sponsors, motion DSP goals, gunlearn.com on medicare.live and bang energy. Thanks for the fuel. Ray Dietrich, red voice media, red voice media.com. Thanks for letting us borrow your users. Have a wonderful and safe week guys.